What is up? This is the last episode recorded of the podcast, but why not? As it is a Venture Wisconsin podcast, meaning phase one is over. This is guest Alyssa Jones, Appleton and Oshkosh based entrepreneur runs Alyssa and Anna Fine Jewelry. She's a goldsmith, an artist, just an all-around go-getter, and very talented creative. From now on, it will be phase two. The podcast will be called Why Not? And it will be just a forum to share interesting ideas that essentially interest me. So it will no longer be tied to Northeast Wisconsin or Wisconsin. It will just be a broad forum for me to explore the world and conversate with people. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Alyssa, and I hope you enjoy the the changes to the podcast, I think. I've already recorded two episodes, someone on the East Coast and someone in Europe, both virtual, and I greatly enjoyed the conversation because the guests were chosen based on passion and interest, and I hope that that resonates. And the Wisconsin content and conversations were very important. They were, they were fun. They were a good way to keep Venture Wisconsin active, my media company. And they really helped me to develop my voice, to know what do I want to know more about and what do I think is important enough for me to know more about in a public way. And that's kind of what I think the value of a podcast is. So if you're thinking about making one or you don't even necessarily care about podcasts or viewers or whatever, but you want to develop a a voice and you want to work on your conversational skills, recording 20, 30, 50 100 episodes of a podcast can be invaluable. The connections you make, the things you learn, and the the voice and the skills that you develop. It's all all very useful. So, without further ado, Five, Alyssa four, Jones. 3 What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back. But why not? But why not? What's up, friends? We are live again in a new location. I kind of like this traveling podcast thing. It's kind of fun. I'm here with Alyssa Jones of Alyssa and Anna Fine Jewelry. And we are at their newest location in Appleton in the Willow Building of the yeah. River Heath Development. Um, so, welcome. 
Thanks, Alyssa. Yeah. So, um, tell me about the the new development first. Let's start there. Um, well, Willow is an apartment complex in Riverheath. Um, there's a few businesses in it, and then there's Menlo, the co-working space. Um, and actually, this we were supposed. To, I mean, they reached out to us to be put in here. So mm -hmm. awesome. So it's been kind of a process, is that right? Kind of yeah. opening this. Yeah, spot. it's. I think they first reached out two and a half years ago, maybe almost three years ago, and asked if we wanted to be in the space. And it was really nice because it was um, new. We mm -hmm. got to kind of customize what the space was going to look like and um, the square footage. So mm -hmm. I was able to put you know my back room where I wanted it to be in studio and whatnot. Cool. So if we kind of work that history back a little bit, so you're saying like about two and a half years ago, they reached out to you. Um, you were just saying you opened the first store in Oshkosh in about 2014, yeah. it sounded like. Um, so about two and a half years ago, were you already kind of ready and thinking about a second location or was it kind of like, was that two and a half years, like the perfect amount of time that you kind of needed to grow into that? Um, I didn't like I wanted to open a second location and I definitely wanted to open one in Appleton but we weren't really in that process of opening up another one but I thought the opportunity was too good to pass up mm -hmm. and being able to kind of customize your own store but pay rent versus you know build a building <laughs> I guess was nice definitely especially given like the what they were going for with this whole community yeah, yeah being yeah. by the river and and there's a lot of cool businesses around here too, so. Mm -hmm. Cool collaboration. Yeah. So I think it's important from like a, a viewer standpoint to kind of understand your chronology, if you will. Um, so you're, you're 26, mm -hmm. you've been doing this, you've been doing Alyssa and Anna specifically for about six years, six yeah. or seven. Um, where, where does this all start for you? like um so when i was a child basically my dad is a goldsmith and then he actually invented a jeweler's bench tool so it was sold through um different retailers um i used to sit in his studio when i was like five years old and i would draw pictures of rings and he would pay me like a dollar <laughs> her drawing so that just to keep me occupied mm -hmm. so i actually that was my first job and um, yeah, I guess I've just been in jewelry ever since. <laughs> but it's funny because even though I started that young, I never thought, you know, in middle school and high school that I would be in the jewelry industry. It just kind of happened after. Yeah. So when you say, so you can, jeweler, is that kind of like the title that you give yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, everything you do here is, is custom pretty much. Like, yep. And we make everything in house. So, um, most jewelry stores don't. I guess we're one of the only ones that does everything in-house. So we don't carry different brands. We just make everything. Yeah, that's cool. Has like, have you noticed that that's kind of what draws people to your pieces is that unique aspect? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people like the handcrafted aspect of it and I'm going through the process. Even if it's um, like a simple solitaire, which is just one stone on a band. Okay. You know, people get to 
come in and um, work with us and kind of customize it to whatever size or choose their diamond and people like doing that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so let's say, you know, end of high school, that like 18 and 19 year old period, like how did that, how does one go about not only making jewelry from scratch, obviously you had the help of like your dad being mm -hmm. in the trade and, um, giving you that understanding, but even then, like, how does one go about making your first piece for someone or making a piece and then trying to sell it and then that turning into like a storefront? Um, so I graduated high school early and um, I was class of 2012, but I graduated in 2011 and I had all this extra time. Um, so my dad asked me if I wanted to try this jewelry CAD class and then I could just do it on the side waiting until I went to college and because I was supposed to actually move to San Francisco to go okay. to school and so I took this class it was in Moline. Were you like waiting to get into school? No I yeah so I was waiting actually to go attend school yeah. so um I went to Moline, Illinois, which mm. is such a random place. <laughs> and My they were teaching, <laughs> they were teaching um, like a one week course on a CAD program. Mm. So I learned that way and I started um, making um, CAD models. And then we ended up buying a CNC machine so that I could actually, you know, you would place a wax in and the needles would cut the designs that I made. Uh -huh. And we went from there. I started freelancing for other jewelry stores in the area. So um, it would be from, you know, Marinette to Milwaukee. And we would do custom jewelry for stores. We'll still do it for other stores because sometimes people will, you know, other stores will reach out to us because they don't have an in-house goldsmith or, you know, maybe their goldsmith's on leave. So we'll, you know, do repair work for them or we'll do custom work if, you know, sending something out is going to take um, too long to mm -hmm. get back. But Yeah, that's cool. What, um, so how, I guess... You started in Oshkosh. Mm -hmm. Was that just like because it's where you lived or like what was the... Yeah, it's because it's where I lived and we found a place that was cheap rent. It wasn't my ideal, you know, store, mm -hmm. but um, we made it work. I, when I first opened, actually, I had no money. So we had, I opened up like a Lowe's credit card to pay for, you know, paint and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I got all my first showcases on Craigslist. <laughs> Really? Yes. Nice. Is that still your operating no, location? No, we actually um, moved locations in Oshkosh. So now our location in Oshkosh is on right on South Kohler Street. So it's right okay. next to like T-Mobile and Jimmy John's. Okay. Just off the highway, obviously. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me just confirm that our audio is good. Because if yeah. we're just talking and nothing's happening, okay. I'd, be, yeah, I'd be a little upset. But... <laughs> Okay, we're good. Cool, so, um, what, like, what's your favorite part about the job? Like, I, I assume it's designing, but 
like I'm curious to hear? Um, I have a lot of, I think, things that I love, but I really like being able to work with the clients and, you know, um, create something that they love sometimes. I get to deal with a lot of happy things where it's, you know, people are getting engaged or, you know, it's a really, it's an anniversary gift. Um, but sometimes we make jewelry that is, um, you know, memorial pieces. So sometimes people will bring in jewelry that was, you know, their fathers who passed and then will turn his engaged her his wedding band into you know something new for them that they can wear mm -hmm. so i mean i like doing that and working with people yeah that is really cool um oh shoot so what i think is really cool or at, at least what it seems like from the outside is like it's almost like this, it's a jewelry shop, but it allows you like the flexibility to be like a, like an artist that's making it work. Like, you know, yeah. cause like I see like your paintings and like the other work that you do essentially just for fun. And it's just like, obviously you have a knack for creative endeavors. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if that resonates with you or, or not, but it's like, you got a little racket going on. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice that I get to, um, you know, come to work and create things every day. So I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do you paint here too when you paint? Yes, I do. It's actually, I have all my stuff in my back studio there. It's really messy right now, but yeah, yeah I'll paint here. Cool. So it's from conversations we've had before and just being friends on Facebook and stuff, mm -hmm. it seems like um, you focus most of your attention on the actual design work where your husband and, and your dad and some other help kind of allows that freedom for you while mm -hmm. they kind of manage kind of the front of house. Yes, so Zach does most of the business aspect of stuff. Um, my dad does all of the manufacturing mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. And then I work on the design. Cool. Um, I'm curious just because being the same age, I have such like big ideas in all these different areas, like how you see this growing in the future or like even just like your lifestyle um changing and evolving or are you kind of in this like um cool kind of like steady state place where you're just like my lifestyle's ideal right now or or do you have so i guess both from a lifestyle and then a listen and a standpoint wh um. what do you see in the future so it's funny because sometimes people will ask me, you know, what's my five-year plan or, you know, what was my business plan when we started? And I did everything on a whim, you know. I didn't, you know, have this plan of opening up a business and, um, you know, having it be this jewelry store. I actually just found a cheap place for rent and put everything together in like two months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I guess like that's, I mean, it's the same with this store and I guess it's how I, I, that's not, 
I don't know if that's ideal, but I do kind of just do things as they go. <laughs> um, I don't really have a plan or I don't really know where I plan to go with ANA. It would be nice maybe to open up another location in a bigger city maybe, but we'll yeah. see. Because we do have um, a lot of our clients come from actually Madison, Milwaukee, and the Chicago area. Oh, cool. So. So going that direction of possibly bigger city, I, I was kind of curious um, if you had a specific reason for staying in the valley when you opened up this location or if it was just kind of like they approached you, it made sense at the time, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that and the fact that um, during that time we were doing pretty well, like people were getting to know who we were, I think it helped because actually our first year in business we won um, a Wisconsin Bride Best Of Award. Nice. So we did get the Best Of um, well, Editor's Pick, I guess, for our most creative designs or something like that cool and um so we you know we're starting to get noticed and we we're getting clients um i think it helped being in some place like the fox valley where it's we have a lot of people if you think about the whole fox valley like the oshkosh nina yeah right. But I think it would have been more difficult or more challenging for me if I would have been in a bigger city. I think there's a lot more, I don't like to say competition because I you know, hope every jewelry store does well and we still help out other jewelry stores if they need yeah. you know, things. But I feel like I would have been like this minnow with a bunch of sharks. <laughs> it's more like noise than competition. Yeah. It's just like harder to Get, noticed, get your <laughs> frequency yeah resonating with people yeah for sure so um yeah okay so that's kind of like the classic like fox valley like thing it's like yeah. establish your foundation go somewhere yeah. else yeah. maybe come back when you yeah. have kids like um yeah it is what it is i guess it's kind of what we're our goal with Venture Wisconsin is to <laughs> show that this place is has a culture and yeah. has you know reasons to stay. So I do really love the Appleton area too. Yeah, definitely. So you grew up in Oshkosh. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I grew up in in Appleton. Thanks. Um, sweet. So going on that lifestyle. Uh, I don't know what you call it, minimalism or yeah. or whatever, but uh, tell me about the that that jump that you and your husband made. So we were living in, we bought a house, I guess I would say three and a half years ago. And um, I mean, we, we did it because that's what we thought you had to do, <laughs> oh, that's like the next step in your life, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So we bought this house and you know, it was nice. It had a fenced in backyard. Um, and it was, I think a little over 2000 square feet. So we had a lot of space. We had an attached two guard garage and then a detached. So it was a little too much space. And then, you know, when you have too much space and it's just us two, we started, um, 
getting you know keeping like so hoarding. many things yes yeah. <laughs> yes like there was so much stuff and then i don't know what made me want to just jump into minimalism i think it's just i saw a lot of things on instagram like tiny homes and stuff and i thought that kind of living i don't know it appealed to me <laughs> so we got rid of almost everything we owned sold our house and we live in 700 square feet it's crazy <laughs> and we love it it's great yeah <laughs> it's it's like a weight off your shoulders not owning a bunch of things i guess i mean it's not for everybody i think there's all different types of minimalism you don't have to go as extreme but i mean even like in my kitchen um i have like four bowls four coffee cups and like i don't have excess of things <laughs> well that's probably all you need yeah 99.9 percent .9 of the time yes yeah so. it's nice too because there's less dishes to do it it just builds up <laughs> yeah for sure reminds me of college just like 28 various types of plates and yeah they just pile up until there's no plates left yes and then, <laughs> and then you have to clean the 20 i know but now like if you have four you're just forced to clean them all right. the time that's funny um so do you think you and your husband were only able to pull that off because of that same kind of energy like maybe like a little compulsive like yeah or it like was very compulsive yeah. I, like I actually and it's fun it's nice because he is very um, relaxed and go with the flow so every time I have an idea he'll just go with it and um, I had this idea and within like a month we put our house we listed our house and then we yeah. you know got rid of almost all our, our things that's funny oh there's, is that sensor? Yeah, the lights are automatic. <laughs> there we go. Um, that's like, a, I don't know if it's like every kind of art form, but like compulsive nature, which I consider myself very compulsive too, um, is like definitely a benefit for like art forms like music and comedy. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know necessarily like film or jewelry or design or whatever, um, but I have to assume almost that it is like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. a weird pro-con. It's something that's can be destructive, but it's also leads to creativity. Yeah. 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 Something, I honestly kind of love it. Like in a weird way like, me too me too yeah. I think you know I there's so many things too it's so funny because sometimes I'm very especially when it comes to work I'm very organized and things need to be you know planned mm -hmm. I guess I have to be because um I have deadlines yeah I need to exactly reach. but when it comes to my life or I guess the bigger picture of where I'm going to be with a and I'm just wherever I end up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like decisions bring you places. Like life is decisions. Mm -hmm. And like what a lot of people it seems like do is just let decisions come to an impasse and they just kick the can down the road or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, even if you're going through 
even if you're forcing maybe your family members to change directions more often because you're compulsive, obviously compulsiveness can be a bad thing. You yeah. Can, um, you know, whether it's cigarettes or alcohol or drugs or anything. Um, but like decisions seem to paralyze people, you know, and being compulsive just allows you to just like, let's see where this thread takes me, you know? And I think it's less stressful too. Cause if you have this huge to-do list of where you want to be you know, when you're, you know, in one year, three years, five years, and you're not there yet, I feel like you just, it makes you anxious and you feel like you didn't, you know, do well enough or whatever to get, cause you're not at that part that you envisioned. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's kind of why I like not having that type of structure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I won't, I guess, be let down <laughs> if I'm not there. Yeah. Were you always that way? You obviously graduated high school early. Yeah. Um, I feel like you have to be organized kind of to do that. Or you at yeah. least have to be. Yeah, I do have, shit. it's, I do have, um, I, I don't know how to phrase this without sounding weird, but like obsessive tendencies when I um, put myself in a project. So if I see something that I want to do, if I want to like learn how to knit or if I want to learn how to oil paint, then I will be obsessed with that for a long period of time. And that's <laughs> all I'll do until I can do it well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so we got obsessive compulsive. <laughs> order right yeah. <laughs> no I, I've literally I'm the same way like I don't see myself as having OCD mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people that's like I don't self-diagnose as right. OCD like but at times I'm compulsive and at times I'm obsessive but right. it doesn't like prove an issue too right. often um that's cool I like the minimalism thing um yeah, I haven't, uh, like, I I don't practice it or mm -hmm. whatever, but my wife and I always try to get rid of as much as we can, you know, because, oh, and I wanted to ask you, um, did you notice a difference in any of your design work? Like, when you guys made that change? I'm not particularly in design work, but just um, my stress level with work. Because I feel like um, I do have a lot of deadlines and I do some, the job is high pressure because, I mean, it's two stores and you got to make sure I make a living because right. my husband also doesn't have like another job. It's just A&A. &A. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, my parents and siblings rely on it as well. So... There was, there's a lot of pressure there. And mm -hmm. then, and sometimes I'll have like a huge overload of work where it's like, we'll get 30 inquiries in two days. Mm -hmm. And I have to, you know, come up with quotes and designs for those. So I think, you know, the idea of going home and then having all this stuff to do, where it's like, you have to spend so much time cleaning or doing laundry and whatnot was just, overwhelming mm -hmm. and once I went to a minimalistic lifestyle I felt like I had I guess more time and I had more time to dedicate to my hobbies because instead of spending two hours cleaning 
you know, a house where it's like 700 square feet, it takes me 20 minutes Mm -hmm. to clean. Um, I have more time to read or paint and whatnot. Yeah. So two things from that. One, did you take a minimalist approach with clothing too? Like, did you? Yeah. So not as extreme as some people do. Like you only own 30 pieces. (laughs) That's not me. But I did get rid of a lot. And I think, um, you know, everything I looked at, there there was stuff in my closet where I hadn't worn in a year plus. It's like, why Mm -hmm. did I keep that? So now... Um, every time we purchase things, we have to be really intentional. And I, that's nice because I have to say like, do I have space for this? So I need to <laughs> realize, I need to think like, do I really want it? Do we really need it? Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you just like do keep like, like the example in my head is like, like a lot of comedians, like will never get rid of their notebooks. Like, is there like either paintings or books or something that like um, is kind of the exception to the rule? Yes, I would say um, art supplies. <laughs> art supplies, I wouldn't. I did not. I ref- can't minimize yeah. on that because I. I also get very. Um, I don't get bored with art, but I'll get bored with a medium. So I could not just work only with oil paint or something because sometimes I like want to do colored pencil or I want a watercolor and so I have to have all that stuff <laughs> so that's something I could not um, minimize on. Yeah. Do you feel like um, when you take on a new medium it informs your past mediums like when you learn something about a new medium it helps you at least in your mind like go up a dimension or something in like your other yeah it's well it helps it's especially because some of it's so different so even though like watercolor and oil paint are both you're both painting it's kind of flipped where it's watercolor you would start with all lights and you build up to dark colors and oil paint you actually start with dark and you build up Mm. to light and um I don't know, I guess it like makes you have to see things in different perspectives. And same with like drawing. I don't love drawing with pencil because I don't love doing black and white, but I love drawing with colored pencil. And I mean, things with that too, when you're drawing with colored pencil, it doesn't build up the same way as paint does. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess with drawing and with painting, I mean, drawing, you have to be a little more Um, you have more control, whereas painting you don't. Mm -hmm. And especially with watercolor, you have less control. But, yeah, I guess it makes me see things in different ways. (laughs) Yeah. So, are portrait-based, like, do you do do anything outside of, like, the drawing medium, or would you? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mostly do paintings but you know I like doing other things like I love I I like knitting so that's another um art or craft I guess yeah. that I like other than that I'm trying to think of something I would do but 
maybe I'd try sculpting. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet. I guess jewelry is like tiny sculptures, but you know, that's 3D printed. So. Yeah. I've actually um, just have ran into different clients and different people along the way that need different things. <laughs> I've actually thought about you for like, like space design or something like. Oh yeah. I think that would be fun too, interior design. So I don't know if I would be very good at it because I would mostly just, I guess, pick things that are of my taste mm. versus I feel like it would be so hard to design a space, you know, that's the client's Apply taste. their, yeah, mm -hmm. what they want and need. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, on Facebook, like your profile picture for A and A is just orange, right? It's just an orange I think so, square. Yeah. So, like, what's what is the significance? Obviously, you have some accent. Um, okay, that's. I didn't have, I guess, a lot of thought into doing orange, but it worked out because now everyone just sees us as the orange box. Um, I. When I first decided on the color, this was, I think I was like 18 or 19. And I just wanted something that was different since every jewelry store was either like a red or a navy blue or, you know, um, black and white. Mm -hmm. So I wanted something that was a little different and I didn't see any jewelry stores that were orange. So. I guess, you know, because Tiffany & Co. has their signature blue color, so orange is ours. <laughs> cool. So I, I just thought of that when I was setting up because with, like, like we've got a tinge of, like, yellow in, mm -hmm. like, everything we do, and that was kind of, like, the original brand before Venture Wisconsin just had yellow in the logo. Oh, cool. But then when I actually looked into, like, well, so actually how we made the logo was there was a person when I was at Oshkosh a person sublet like the upstairs where we were living just for the summer she was from Stout and um, you know we talked to her she was like our neighbor or whatever for the summer and it was like she said she was going for graphic design and I just asked like would you do a logo and she's like yeah definitely so I just gave her the existing logo and she just sent me like four awesome like logos to pick and the one that ended up getting chosen she just took the yellow from the first one and put it in there um and when i looked it up at like color psychology or whatever it just kind of made sense for what we were doing but i figured as a painter kind of like well maybe you weren't even painting back then but i figured there was some no i really wasn't painting back then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's it is unique. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um So your dad was a goldsmith? Mm -hmm. Did he work for somebody or was he an entrepreneur or like what? Um so he Or did he become one after he invented that tool? Like how did that? He was always um an entrepreneur, but he did the business in a different aspect than me where he didn't open up a jewelry store. He actually, it was basically what I was doing. He contracted out to tons of stores on, um, 
like repair work and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, gotcha. Do you feel like most of what you're doing now, like, comes from your dad, or does your mom have some like artistic background? Um, most it's just mostly my dad, I guess. Yeah. He he doesn't think he's an artist. He always says he isn't, but you know what he does is art. Creating yeah. jewelry is art. You don't have to physically draw or paint to be an artist. Mm -hmm. So obviously I don't think, I think there's definitely barriers to entry in terms of getting into jewelry, but um, I don't know, when I hear your story, I'm like, I don't know. You just, you went so far so fast, it feels like, like to me. And, and yeah. <laughs> um, do you see like more, do you see it becoming like the business becoming more accessible to more people in the future? Yeah, I think um, it would be nice to maybe one day open up our own, um, like I guess a small manufacturing business where because I mean there's only so much as we grow that just my dad and I can do mm -hmm. so I feel like I, I would still like the aspect of it being um, all of our pieces and us making things in-house but we'll probably need to grow a team for that too mm -hmm. so I mean right now we're we're keeping up it's still we you know it's a lot but mm -hmm. hopefully we'll get there so that means like is what you mean kind of like that there's more like you'll bring on more designers yeah so I think what I would want to do is um, just create a bunch of pieces and in inventory that you know, people can I guess like so it's not it wouldn't be all custom like we have stuff in the showcases you can buy but I feel like I would, you know, amplify that. And then we would still, of course, do custom, but maybe I would train employees to be like design consultants mm -hmm. and go from there. Yeah. So give more, that would by virtue give more people a shot at. Yeah. Cause we're not also like really sales driven. I, that sounds dumb being a retail <laughs> location, but we're not, um, I worked at a jewelry store before I opened up a store and they were very sales driven and very, it's very, I mean, pushy and I didn't like that. I thought, you know, when you come and you're getting an engagement ring and a lot of the times it's the biggest purchase you've ever made or, you know, the only big purchase before that was like a car. Um, and it's also something that's special and it should be, you know, a relaxed intimate experience so instead of you know I'm never gonna try we never try to like push sales mm -hmm. on anyone you know they tell us what they want and if they want to walk out the door that's okay but a lot of the times they come back because of that mm -hmm. so I guess like I wouldn't I would try to make all the stores um, filled with like design consultants versus you know um, people that are like employees that are really, really sales driven, I suppose, mm -hmm. to keep that same thing. Personal. Yeah. Vibe. Definitely. Um, 
I'm, I kind of want to talk about what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. which is like, uh, but I'm trying to figure out how it fits in. Basically, like, so what I'm trying to get at is like, I think like becoming a young adult in Northeast Wisconsin is kind of the idea here. But uh, I guess like, what do you do for fun? And like, how do you meet new people in the Fox Valley? Um, So it's, I actually meet, I've met most of my closest friends and, you know, people who are important to me on Instagram or they were clients, which met me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, That's usually how I meet people, I guess. (laughs) Not, you know, having a job where I, you know, go have coworkers and. Yeah, do you you still keep in touch with like, Oshkosh, like Roots friends, like high school? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm down to just like two, two or three friends from high school, and then just like it's all like work friends and. That's the and same with me, I guess. It's mostly um, some of I have some friends that were friend that people I knew in high school, but I wasn't really good friends with them. Mm-hmm. Or I have friends that you know are from Oshkosh, but I didn't know them at all while I was living there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they came into the store and then we got to talking and now we see each other. Some of my closest friends actually I met through the store. Yeah. So um, when we all got a beer a couple months ago, you said, like, we talked a lot about travel. What Have you traveled at all recently or do you have anything big in store um no we last year we were actually supposed there are a few trips that unfortunately got canceled Mm -hmm. i was supposed to take a painting workshop in amsterdam with one of my favorite artists but covid and then we were also supposed to go to vietnam but again covid so we didn't go i haven't been any place um for a year, a little, almost a year and a half, which is so weird because we usually travel a lot. Mm-hmm. But in next month, we're going to go to New Orleans because my husband is from Louisiana. So we're gonna go visit his family. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, artists in Amsterdam. So is that... Uh so I'm so someone, sorry about that. Someone you've met in person before? No, he um, is an artist that I follow on Instagram. And he is an amazing artist. I really like his painting style, but he mostly does um, oils. And he's, I believe he's actually German. And maybe moved there. But I followed his artwork and I... And I saw that he was hosting a workshop, so, and it was going to be in English, so (laughs) (laughs) I decided that I wanted to go, but I unfortunately missed that. Yeah, dang. Did he cancel it? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. It's crazy, like, we were talking about, well, like, now you just said, 
you met most of your good friends in this area on Instagram, like that social media is such a tool, like it's how you use it. And like same with that kind of compulsive thing we were talking about earlier, or just let's not call it compulsive, let's just call it quick to make decisions. Mm-hmm. If you can not overthink things and um, and you kind of have an idea of what you want to accomplish, it's so easy to just hop on and like, as, as long as you don't question yourself and overthink, why am I doing this? Who am I to deserve to message anybody and blah, blah, blah. You can be in touch with some of the coolest people and like, I mean, obviously, unless they're some of the most famous people and they're just, they just have no time, there's a decent chance that you're going to get a response and mm-hmm. like it could lead to a collaboration or a project or you could shadow someone really interesting or, you know, and all you have to do is ask. Yeah, I think too, it's cool because you can also find things. Um, I like how people share things that they love to do. So, you know, um, artists posting their artwork or um, athletes, whatever. And you can find new hobbies that way. Cause I don't think I would start, I would have started painting if it wasn't for Instagram. I also wouldn't have started ANA if it wasn't for Instagram. I think most of my clients I've gotten from social media too. And I mean, it was cool cause we were able to reach out to, or I mean, so many people found us from different areas. We've even made, um, jewelry for people in different countries like Australia, um, Sweden, China, Vietnam, Germany. So it's cool. Yeah. That we get to like, you know, um, otherwise we wouldn't have been able to make jewelry for people that far. <laughs> yeah. It's just like two, twofold, but it's just the idea that you get to see you can see other people doing big things or just things you're interested in and you're like, if they can do it, why can't I? And then you can see the distance that like the content covers mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm, I'm, you know, I might be one post away from someone in Australia and like, sure shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you tried TikTok yet? No. I betcha if you told your story, if you found a way to like word it, um, you could get like a lot of people interested in a lot of places just like because what you guys do is really cool and intimate and personal and you know custom yeah that is cool yeah. maybe I should try that we'll have to talk about it yeah. I, I could be, I don't know <laughs> I'm willing to help <laughs> awesome um, sweet cool is is there any topics that you feel like or is there anything you feel like people should know about Alyssa and Anna that, um, that they probably don't? Um, I'm so bad at just thinking of something on the spot. Um, where does it, where does Anna come from? Oh, that's actually out of my sister Savannah's name. She's not part of the business. She's, um, an engineer at Oshkosh Corp actually, but she, we grew up always, I don't know, in the studio together. So I just, or my dad's studio. So I put her name in it. So it wasn't just my name, <laughs> but everyone always asks. That was a good question. Cause everyone always asks who Anna is. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure 
I either saw you post it online or I asked you, like, for one of the first things I asked was, like, so, so who's Anna, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, because she's never, like, seen. <laughs> <laughs> right. You should just make up a story. <laughs> like, a, <laughs> some complicated, like, I met her when I was backpacking <laughs> in, in Asia, and she was just, like, the coolest person, and she taught me everything I know. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you. Thanks for joining me. And uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, uh, thanks for coming here. Yeah, definitely. Um, when do you think you'll have the... Like, this will be fully up in, like, how you want it? Um, hopefully sometime this year. Right now, we're just by appointment, but... Okay. Cool. And then how can people just, like... How can they follow you, find your work, reach um, out if they want a custom piece? On our website, um, alyssaanna.com, you can fill out an inquiry form. Okay. Sweet. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Alyssa. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It truly means a lot to me. 